Welcome to Carry On with Criselda. Today is a very special episode. Want to know why? It's my first interview. But before I interview my guests, I'd like to mention it was my first recording using Riverside, which is a completely web-based audio and video recording platform, no software required. And I have to share that it's been great so far. It records locally, so you don't have to worry about poor internet connection. It allows you to separate your audio and video tracks for each participant, making it easier to edit in post-production. You have the choice to record audio only or audio and video. You can edit with their editor if you like, and you can create clips for social media. It allows you to record with your browser, tablet, or smartphone. So if you are a podcaster or need a platform for video interviews or webinars, I think it's definitely worth looking into Riverside. I'll have a link for you in the show notes. Clicking on my link will support my podcasting endeavor at no extra cost to you. So I had the pleasure of speaking with Chris Felton. Chris is an Amazon bestselling author, a seven-figure entrepreneur, and the founder and principal of his own financial services firm, which he started in 1999. He has helped tens of thousands of people internationally to overcome their resistance to change and to create more success, peace, and impact in their lives. Chris speaks from his own experience of being on the edge of financial ruin, business failure, and divorce. He shares his secrets that allowed him to avert the potential disaster and transform all areas of his life. I had a nice talk with Chris about his book, Think and Grow You, available now. Prior to the interview, I was able to read a sample of his book, and what I read was truly inspiring. It left me feeling a renewed sense of hope and optimism for getting to that goal, getting to that outcome, seeing the work that I put forth to pay off. Before making it as a seven-figure entrepreneur, Chris was a CPA who couldn't get his life together, failing in all areas of his life, from his work to his children, who were with his ex-wife, to his current wife, to his finances. After realizing he was a common denominator in all his failings, he decided to make some changes. It started with a decision. It took work and lots of it to change his thinking, to unlearn the old ways of doing things, and to take action. But most importantly, he was diligent about it. And that's what makes the difference. So let's hear what he had to say. So we could start off, Chris, by letting us know, why did you name the title of the book the way you did? And tell us about the book. What is it about? Why did you write it? Yeah, I, I, I wrote it. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Yes, thank you. First guest. Yay. Awesome. Yay, I know. (laughs) That's cool. Good for you. Good for you for stepping into this. Thank you. Delivering value. That's that's awesome. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, no, I I wrote the book, Zelda, because, you know, I haven't been an entrepreneur for over 24 years now. Um, I know what it's like to be stuck. I know what it's like to live Mm -hmm. in fear, doubt, worry. I know what it feels like when you're doing everything possible and nothing changes. I don't know if you've ever been there before, right? But you feel like, you're like, you're like I'm doing everything, nothing changes and I'm dating myself, but you know, mm. the, the famous Bill, Bill Murray from Groundhog Day, right? That's, yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. And, and having coached, you know, mm. thousands of people, it's, it's heartbreaking to me to watch people get so stuck that they feel mm. that quitting and giving up on their dreams is really the only option. And basically I wrote the book because I was so close to doing that very thing. 
I was so close to quitting. Um, but I didn't, I, I realized that I had to change and I had to do the work to change. And so that's what I did. I went all in on my personal growth and development. I invested six figures plus in coaching and personal development. And I spent thousands and thousands of hours, um, understanding my thinking and how all that works. And, and so, you know, I wrote the book cause somebody can invest a micro fraction of the cost and hopefully less time. And my goal is to make an impact and hopefully they, they get better results than me and they do it, you know, in a shorter period of time. And, uh, and that's, right. that's why I wrote it. So where did it all begin for you? So at what point, how long had it been going on where you were in dire straits or where you had, you know, trouble in your life and why? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the wake up, the wake up call, um, is, you know, I'm 51. It was, uh, really started happening when I was around 36 and, mm-hmm. you know, one of my favorite quotes is optimism and delusion sleeps and sleep in the same bed together. Right. And so I was, uh, I was delusional and I left corporate America behind in, in 2000 and launched my, uh, my business and, um, didn't have a very good first marriage. And for lots of reasons I talk about in the book, um, you know, Mm -hmm. what I did to really create all that and then had, you know, little kids who are now 21 and 18, but they were little and, Mm -hmm went through a, a painful divorce, a very expensive divorce. And then my wife, my second and last wife, Marlo, um, you know, she walks into a situation that she didn't know existed where I looked successful. I was mm-hmm. doing decent in my business, but financially I was broke. I was $250,000 mm-hmm. in credit card debt. Um, I made stupid financial decisions that, really put us in a bind, but I kind of kept that from her. And, and so through just different things I talk about in the book, I, I gave control of the money over to her based on some intuition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause our, our ego likes to talk us out of good ideas. And um, <laughs> the best financial decision ever made was I quit running the money and I gave it to my wife. Um, and so anyway, so she is like, what is wrong with you? Cause Chriselda, I'm a CPA, I'm a financial advisor and I was totally broke mm-hmm. and, and not wow. dumb. So, yeah. so basically the, the, the turning point was, um, I had to pay my ex-wife $5,200 a month at the beginning mm-hmm. of every month and I didn't have it. And mm-hmm. I was borrowing money, you know, not from people, but like debts and lines of credit and all that. And so I, I basically had ran out right. of money. And I came home and I went to my wife and said, Hey, help. Cause mm. she was good with money and she had her own savings account outside of our marriage. And so Chriselle, I don't know if this has ever happened in the history of mankind, but I had to ask my wife for the money to pay my ex-wife. Right. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> how did, how did that, that didn't go? go very well? Right. My wife's like five foot one. Everyone in my office is scared of her. Um, volcanic <laughs> Marlowe's an ugly sight. And, um, <laughs> and all this resentment towards me that she had basically pushed down for years now, she exploded mm. and wow. started counting on her fingers. We call it the purse throwing incident. Cause she 
threw her purse. That's a pissed off woman, right? Like <laughs> she picked up her purse and threw it at me and wow. cussing me out. And then I'm like, in my defense a little bit, I'm like, well, if I'm such a, you know what, why are we still married? Yeah. And so total silence. She goes upstairs and it was, you know, should I stay or should I go? That's what she figured out the whole night. Should I stay or should yeah. I go? And for me, Criselda, it was a, it was a, you know, it was a total God moment. It was like, OMG. And I could just see literally mm. the, the dominoes falling in my life. And I'm like, right. my ex-wife never had a chance. My kids are on the other, because my kids lived in Atlanta. I was, I'm in Colorado. My kids were in Atlanta. Mm. I hadn't, I hadn't seen them for months. I'm drinking too much. Yeah. We're in tremendous debt. I'm a financial services entrepreneur. Mm. We're entering the great recession. And it was mm. just one thing after another. And then what I realized was I'm the common denominator of all those problems. And wherever I've had a problem in my life, I've always been there. So mm. that was like, that was like, dude, you got to change like that. That was it. And that's, mm. that's kind of the gist of my book is you got to humble down. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. You got to be, you got to be willing to change. You, you must, must, must do the work and you got to know that the work is worth it. And then I'll, I'll wrap up the story here. So Marla and I came together the next day and she said, I'm staying. We're not getting divorced. Mm. We're not declaring bankruptcy. We're not getting jobs. We're going to figure this out. She's like, I'm going to reach out to our, we were grateful to have some, some very wealthy couples that were mentors in our life that had kind of wealth in all areas of their life, not just money. And she's like, I'm, I'm going to interview them. I'm going to figure out what they do and how they think. And then we wrote a book in 2011 called couples money, um, based on, on what she found and then what we applied. And then she was kind of like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm mm. going to figure out how my thinking keeps creating broke. And I said, I am all in on changing mm. like an Olympic athlete is wow. with their sport. I'm not, right, I'm not interested right. in it. I'm totally committed. So I got committed mm -hmm. and I was up early. I was journaling, studying, visualizing. Um, mainly my first focus was really the, my money beliefs and how that kept creating that because dad was broke, mom was broke, grandma was broke, grandpa was broke, 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 you know, as far as back as I could remember. And, you know, it's one of my favorite. So you kind of carry that with yeah, you I mean, in your mind. Well, yeah, that, I mean, yeah. and I'm a, and I'm a CPA and financial advisor. I mean, like I know what to do, but why am I not doing it? And yeah. right, so, right. so basically, you know, my favorite quote of Mel Robbins is, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, but it happens over time. And, the, and sure. that's, and that's what happened to us. I just started working on it. I got committed. Mm -hmm. We got unified as a couple. And what happened to us, Griselda mm -hmm. was, I mean, it was, it was a jaw dropping financial transformation. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Um, what happened mm -hmm. to us? Um, uh, but like I said, yeah. not overnight, but the, the sure. compounding over time and you know, where we sit now and, and I'm not a guru. I don't have it all figured out. I don't have all the answers, right. I, yeah. I, I make mistakes and have, issues like everybody else, but, um, mm -hmm. I've always been committed to growing me and it's always served me well. And so, anyway, so, so, you know, so that's why I wrote the book is just, you know, just that journey and like the things that I did, um, to get out of my own way and level up my life. I just want to share that with the world. I deeply appreciate that. And, um, I can't wait till the book comes out because I want to get my paws on it. 
in going through your book, you mentioned about how it's kind of like you had to take certain steps to get there. And the, one of the first being like going to your past and first of all, um, forgiving uh, family members, forgiving yourself even. Um, wh what is the importance of forgiveness in taking the steps to getting success? Well, it's, it's massive, right? And so, um, and that's a great question because it really leads into, um, you know, I hired, uh, so after, you know, after Marlon and I had the fight and she said, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm changing. And I needed, I needed some help. And so I, you know, landed on a coach who was financially independent. Cause that's what I wanted. Cause I, I had to figure out the money mm -hmm. thing. And, right. and he'd been financially independent for decades and he was awesome. And, and so we had our first coaching session and then he said, okay, I got mm -hmm. a homework assignment for you. And being a CPA, I'm like, Oh, goody homework. <laughs> yeah. Homework. Yay, I, love, All right. I love homework. He said, "You're right," and, and I and I hired him because you know I'm like I need I need more strategy and tactics, and <laughs> how tos, yeah. and all those things. And he said, "Your homework assignment is to, is to forgive your ex wife." And I'm like, "Wow, whose side are you on?" I mean, come on, right. coaches. She's horrible. She's mm -hmm. put me in this position, right? Playing victim, right? People hate mm -hmm. the word victim, but mm -hmm. victim is. You're not blaming the outside yeah. world for your results. Outside in versus right, law of attraction right. is inside out. Mm -hmm. And he said, dude, here, here's what you need to understand. Um, if you don't forgive her, you'll be broke forever. You'll never mm -hmm. let your money in. And if you don't do mm -hmm. it, I'm just going to fire you as a client and keep your money. So <laughs> it's not, it's not optional. And so I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't argue with him on, how's my money not going to show up? I, I didn't argue with him because mm -hmm. what he would say, Criselda hated this question. My, my, my agents that, that are in my organization hate it too. But I'm like, based on results, mm -hmm. how's your way working? Yeah. Hate that question. But cause it really pierces you. Oh, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and I had to be coachable, right? It goes back to my first tenant. Yeah. You gotta be willing to change. Well, part of that is you gotta be coachable. Right. Mm -hmm. And he, so he said, you know, I'm like, all right. So, so I was, I was coachable. I mean, I, I resisted him a little bit every once in a while, but pretty much I'm like, he's right. Yeah. Based on results, my way's not working too well mm -hmm. because he's mm -hmm. like, dude, if you don't, if you don't do this, you're, you're going to be in divorce number two, you're going to have alimony payment number two. And mm. I'm like, okay, so how do I do it? He's like, when we're done talking, I want you to grab a pad of paper. I want you to write her name at the top and you write down everything you appreciate about her. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right. This, this is horrible. Anyway, so we <laughs> hang up and Criselda, I sat there for an hour. Yeah. And I'm like, my God, he's so right. You know, because mm -hmm. one of the things I talk about, is it's not time management, it's energy management. And mm -hmm. we have energy leaks of resentment, right, of judgment, right. of, you know, all that stuff, lack mm -hmm. of forgiveness, all that, beating mm -hmm. ourselves mm -hmm. up, massive energy leaks. And if you want your dreams to come true, you got to have energy. Mm -hmm. Law of attraction works when you have energy. Right. right. And the right kind. Yeah, the right kind. Energy. Right kind of energy, right? Mm -hmm. I, I have better energy now at 51 than I did at 41, even 31. Because mm -hmm. I released a bunch of this garbage. Anyway, so right, so I'm right. like at the top of the hour. I, have, I mean, it's a blank piece of paper. I've written nothing down about her that I appreciate. 
And then I said, she's a great mom. She is. She's phenomenal. World-class, unbelievable mom. And then I did it the next day. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe she's my greatest teacher, right? Um, I'm kind of a mess. Um, And I believe this. I think my kids need to get away from me for a while. Right? Um, Who knows if we would have stayed together? My kids are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I hit the I hit the freaking mm-hmm. lottery with my kids, you know. Mm-hmm. They're twenty one and eighteen. They're just unbelievable kids, and mm-hmm. that's because of her. Anyway, so I did it the next day, and the next day, and the next day, I did the exercise the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and then I didn't have to like write it down. I would just I'd be, I'd be on a, on a jog, on a run, running through the list mm-hmm. in the car, running through the list. But I just did it. I kept running through the list, and the list started getting really big of mm-hmm. her positive qualities. And then it turned mm-hmm. into, you know, Merry Christmas. Hey, uh, you know, um, Happy Mother's Day, to, you know, and it's yeah. just my perception transformed. And mm-hmm. the, the science of the mind is, you know, those old neural pathways of resentment and hatred and anger. They, they atrophied, they died off and they were replaced mm-hmm. with neural pathways of love and appreciation. One of the things that I uh, appreciated about the book is I like how you provide um, a lot of uh, journaling. Now, I felt like that was a, a definite theme sure. in your book and in your life. I mean, how, how do you find journaling um, helpful? Well, I mean, I, I, it, because once again, I mean, I, I had to I had to really buy into that my thinking is creating my life. And so if if my thoughts are creating my life, at least for me, what makes sense is I need to inventory what that is. So if Mm -hmm. I'm going to change those thoughts deliberately and do the work, I have to put in front of me, what am I thinking? I was going to mention that, um, yeah, uh, that's one of the things that I noticed a couple of times in the book. You mentioned that you went to a bookstore and spent hours, hours just journaling out stuff. And I imagine that's what you did also when you were writing about your ex-wife and yeah. listing out the things. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it, I mean, the, what has to happen in your body to actually write, not type, um, all the mm. things that have to fire to write. Um, mm-hmm, and one mm-hmm. of my mentors says what, what flows through you sticks to you. Right. And so, right, um, right. but like, for example, in the book, you know, my coach said, okay, you don't have a money problem. You have a money project. And which right. changed my world um, anywhere mm-hmm. where you don't have results. It's, it's a project, not a problem. Um, mm-hmm. But I had to write the word money down and I had to inventory what I was making up about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it was rich people stink. Um, they're crooks. Money's hard to mm-hmm. make. Money's mm-hmm. hard to keep. I mean, it's just, I mean, and I listed in the book, like all my head trash around money. And so what was enlightening to me is I didn't like judge myself when I journal. I don't judge myself because I do buy into that we're a miracle and a mess at the same time. So Mm -hmm, I'm going to have messy mm -hmm. thoughts. And so that's just part of it. So instead of fighting that Mm -hmm. and trying to fix myself, I just accept it. But what happens is when I list the Mm -hmm. thoughts out, I'm like, well, that's why I'm broke. I need, so that's a story because we're storytellers. Mm -hmm. So what was empowering for me is, that story is creating broke. I need to install mm-hmm. and do the work to install a better mm-hmm. story. 
affirmations mm -hmm. and visualization and imaging, all the, all the work I did and still continue to do. So that's why journaling is so massively important is, at yeah. least for me, it's enlightening to write down stuff I'm making up. I've mentioned that in a couple of my episodes about, you know, I, I'll chat about journaling and how it's a great thing to do. It's nice to hear from someone else why, you know, why that's so important. And I too, I feel, you know, I've mentioned, you know, type it up if you want to, but yeah, I prefer writing it out. And I couldn't, I couldn't really uh, pinpoint what, what is it about the writing, you know, writing it out, but I guess it does help you to, um, it's like you said, sticks to the brain, you know, better. And it really does show us, doesn't it? You know, what, what's going on in our minds? What are we thinking about and why? And so I just, I just love that. I love how you put a lot of, um, you know, these actionable things about journaling and questions that, that, you know, to kind of guide us. So after you, you know, you wrote down or you, you, you did the forgiveness uh, project, not problem, but you did the project of forgiving your ex-wife and, um, you know, also forgiving anything that happened in your past um, as far as um, how you grew up and the kind, kinds of thoughts that you had about money and about, about success. So at what point did, how long did it take before you started to see things really turn around for you? Things started changing, right? But 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 one of the things I think, like with law of attraction, that the stuff that kind of trips people up is they start working on themselves, they start changing their thoughts, and then they're like, "Well, where is it? Mm. Where's my stuff?" Yeah. Mm. And that's that that's a kind of a needy energy that you send out that basically like actually pushes it away from you. So. Mm you know, for, and I did plenty of that. Right. So I didn't have it all figured out, mm -hmm. but it was, you know, my, my, my coach was like, um, Hey, your life is kind of like a hourglass of black sand. Yeah. And <clears throat> you, you're trying to eat the elephant one bite and do all these things, Chris. And so you got to understand that, you know, your results are based on decades of habitual thinking. So right. you're not going to spin and shift in 21 days. Mm -hmm. It's going to take mm -hmm. more time and mm -hmm. you got to kind of relax, which is mm -hmm. a really good thing and trust. Yeah. And then your job is with that black hourglass, black sand hourglass, just drop a little piece of gold in there every day. Hmm. And that is you doing your work in the morning, keeping your mm -hmm. word, right? Winning the day, mm -hmm. meaning, hey, I feel like I did everything I could do today. Um, mm -hmm. Keeping your word, uh, you know, so, and then, Chris, what's going to happen eventually is the gold's going to outweigh the sand. So mm -hmm. I, I don't I don't know, like, when it started shifting, but I trusted that if I shifted, the outside world would shift. And so mm -hmm. the the energy I had, even though we had a lot of problems and lots of issues and all that was my energy was great. Cause I'm like, I'm on the path. Yeah. Right. And so even though I got all mm -hmm. these challenges, 
I can just focus on what I'm thinking about right now, what I'm doing right now. So mm. I kind of relaxed. I gave myself grace. I forgave myself of all my past sins mm. and, and just, and so, you know, but, but I mean, it was, I don't know. I don't know when it turned around. I, I haven't really even thought about it, but um, you know, we did write our book in 2011. So, you know, 2009, 2010, things were getting better. It's mm -hmm. not like it was all sunshine, lollipops and roses, but you know, we sure. bought our first house in 2011 together. We stopped renting. We stopped, you know, we saved a bunch of money and all that. Um, mm -hmm. But it was, uh, it is a process. And you got to trust the process. And most people don't want to go through it because I think the other thing that, and, and the theme of the book is, you know, be willing to change, do the work and the work is going to be worth it. Right. And I think that last right, part, right. people don't know it's going to be worth it. And that's an asset that I had because when I was mm -hmm. in college, I started interviewing success, not interviewing, but I'd ask successful people when I'd run mm -hmm. into them, Hey, was it worth it? Ah. And they never, they never were confused by the question, Chriselda. They were never confused by the question. Mm -hmm. And they emphatically, with conviction, mm -hmm. it was worth it. So I, I right, never right. had that battle. So right. I knew that if I did the work, the work was going to be worth it. And that's what I try to bring home through the book is do mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. You're going to be grateful that you did. And, and I suppose that is, you know, the underlying message here is don't take this as, you know, a, a, you know, um, well, I was going to say get rich quick scheme no. or anything like that, but not just not 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 just finances, but just in life. And I suppose that's why, you know, I, I hear the word a lot um, stuck, how to get unstuck. You know, why are why are people stuck? Why are people stuck? And I would you say that it's because it's like you mentioned earlier that um, people because this is kind of a it's not just the destination it is the journey this is going to be a process it's going to take a while and would you say it could you expand on that about and would you agree that that's why people are stuck yeah i mean so, so lots of reasons why people get stuck but but one is basically they're allowing their outside world to dictate their thinking mm. right and mm. the outside world's very unstable Sure. So when things are good, they're happy. When things are bad, they're not, right? They're just a beach ball in the ocean of life. Right. And uh, what happens is yeah. when things happen outside, they mm -hmm. get re they feel resistance. They feel worried, doubt, fear, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. and, and resistance is what is happening should not be happening. Right. Right? So it's right, right. And then, and then uh, so it's it's just allowing they're just allowing whatever happens out there to, you know, ha yeah. you know, affect what goes on in here. Yeah. And so you're in fear, doubt and worry. And, and, and what happens is um, Joe Dispenza calls it a negative feedback loop. And it's just, it's yeah. constantly looking at this, getting the thoughts of fear, doubt, worry, projecting more of it out. It's just, and he scientifically has proven law of attraction basically. And yeah. you just, I, I like Joe Dispenza. Yeah. And so you, mm -hmm. so you just stay in this loop that's what it was with my debt. And my, and my debt was, well, this, this sh I shouldn't be in this much debt. This shouldn't be happening. Mm -hmm. Or my form mm -hmm. of resistance, Chrisella, was delusion. I just mm -hmm. didn't want to look at it. It's just better to be an ostrich, right? Because people <laughs> yeah. are like, well, I don't yeah. want to look at it because I don't want to feel bad about myself. Well, if you don't mm -hmm. own it, it gets worse. 
Mm. So it's just, yeah. it's just that, that constant loop of this shouldn't be happening. And that's where I was optimism and delusion. I didn't own mm-hmm. my results. I didn't own what was going on. It was my ex-wife's fault. It was, it was just, everything was, it was all stuff that was outside of me. And so right. what happened is after the purse through by, <laughs> was flown by my ear and the wake up call. The infamous purse incident. Yeah, the purse <laughs> And I woke up from my hypnotic trance that I was in, right? 91% of our thoughts mm-hmm. today are the same as they were yesterday. And sometimes mm-hmm. we got to wake up. We need a wake up call. That was my wake up call. And then finally, it was like, okay, I own it. I'm not beating myself up. Yeah. And I got to a place of acceptance. This is really powerful. And yeah. acceptance is, my coach is like, acceptance is, dude, you don't need to love it, but you have to stop hating it. And so mm. finally getting to a place of acceptance where it was like, right. it is what it is yes and then it was what do you want what's next right and we experienced in our business Mm -hmm. with you know the the whole covid disaster right and i mean Mm -hmm. you know there was a three there was a like three days there where i was like this shouldn't be happening and you know all this stuff's going on but but i've trained myself right Mm -hmm. and i went back Mm -hmm. in my journal of times i resisted and finally i'm like Mm -hmm. you know what it is what it is not, not yeah. uncaring, right? But just mm-hmm, definitely mm-hmm. praying and, and being of service. But finally, Christelle, sure. I was like, it is what it is. And so what do I want? Well, I want this. I want to serve people. I want them to have some hope. Anyway, so we pivoted our whole yeah. business model within a week because mm-hmm. we got to a place of acceptance. And mm-hmm, then we had a record mm-hmm. 2020. Right. I could have resisted wow. like everyone else going, this shouldn't be happening. And Fear, doubt, worry. Am I yeah. going to die? I mean, just all this stuff mm-hmm. and acceptance yeah. is such a powerful place. And it's the only platform that you can have to launch to a different result. Wow. So you have to be really headstrong, don't you, to just kind of, I don't want to say ignore, but to, you know, you're, you're hearing what's going on out here. Uh, but you have to be just strong enough to not let it affect you, but just to see it for what it is. But know that you're—that doesn't mean that that's <clears throat> you know going to be your outcome or that's going to affect your outcome. Yeah. W- would you? Agree yeah, with yeah. That? I mean, it's. I mean, I, I think the word is just awareness. And and, and once again, and, and I don't want to portray that I got this all figured out. And you know, there's mm-hmm. there's things that trigger me. There's stuff that happens in the world that triggers me. And I'm yeah. a human and I'm going to feel it. Um, but mm-hmm, the moment mm-hmm. my heart shuts down and I start mm-hmm. spinning stories in my head, psychological mm-hmm. damage is being done. Right. And so the stuff I share in the book is these are things you can do to pivot mm-hmm. from going down that rabbit hole that is just not going to serve you. And so right. for me, it's, the quicker I can understand that, oh my God, I'm in resistance. I'm in fear. I'm in doubt. I'm in worry. Mm-hmm. And I'm creating it. Yeah. No one else is creating it. I'm creating it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then I can shift. Right. I am getting a lot of, uh, you know, these are a lot of good messages that 
not not just for myself, but I think a lot of people will, you know, appreciate and they will resonate with because, yeah, I, I, people are still trying to recover, I think, from, sure. you know, what we've been through yeah. the past couple of years. And uh, the, this book, I think, is is just very timely, you know, and I, I can't wait for it, for it to come out. Um, thank, thank you so much. I, yeah. is, is there anything else that any other, you know, last message that you want to give to us? It's just super important that you really get clear on what you want. And most people mm-hmm. just don't know what they want. And right. you got to spend time on that. And that's a, you know, and that's a topic in personal development it gets beat up all the time. And mm. people hear it. I did it for years. Oh, I got to get clear. Take notes. Yeah, I got to get clear. And then yeah. I'd get busy. And then mm-hmm. I'd wait till the next speaker said, get clear. Um, that's mm-hmm. really where it starts. What, what, do I, what do I really want? Why do I really want it? And mm. then getting excited about that, right? Mm-hmm. And being enthusiastic about it. Because enthusiasm is joy combined with a goal. That's enthusiasm. Right. Right. And right. I had tremendous enthusiasm for the book. It took me 14 months to write. I never lost, I yeah. never lost my joy in that process because I'm like, I got to do this. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and, and if what you want's tied back to growing yourself and serving others, that's mm-hmm. the juice of life. Thank you. Thank you yeah, so much for, having me. for, I appreciate it very much. So, uh, once again, it's going to be February 28th, you said? Yeah, so people can pre-order at chrisfelton.me. That's the website. Okay. They can pre-order. There's some great bonuses if they if they do that. Uh, but then mm-hmm. uh, everything will ship. Uh, we got ebook and paperback. And then the Audible will be coming here in the next 90 days. So I got to do some work oh, on yay. that. Oh, yeah. yay. Okay. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So if anybody else wants inform- more information about you, where, where can we find you? Yeah, uh, so yeah, chrisfelton.me, they can contact me there. Um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. LinkedIn. So they can find okay. me there. Okay. That sounds great. Thank you again, yeah, Chris. I do appreciate me. it. Everybody, please get Think and Grow You. Uh, it's definitely worth a read. Mm-hmm.